0: Oh, hey, can I carry those for you? Wow, thanks. Hey, I saw that. You helped the guy in the wheelchair take his groceries to the car, always showing your good side. Know how else you could help him? Donate at Griffles Plasma, because he also relies on plasma-based medicines. By donating at Griffles Plasma, you make it possible for patients to live their best lives, and that feels really good. Hey, thanks again. No problem. Become a Griffles Plasma donor, and you can receive up to $800 this month. Find a center at GrifflsPlasma.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Make sure if you're watching the video on YouTube, you hit the like button and the subscribe button. Uh, it just helps out, get the show out there with the algorithm. Uh, this podcast can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast, So iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, literally anywhere. So if you could follow those, rate it, leave it a review on iTunes would go and Apple would go a long way. I greatly appreciate if you would just take the time out of your day to do so. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Um, Make sure you check out the Belly Up Media Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, because that's what it was called, but it's Belly Up Media. There's podcasts and everything there for everybody. Um, Go check all that out. Uh football coaches were uh summer ball is upon us and I know we're all looking for drills to either try out in the summer or how to get better and we're trying to be simple. Coach Stone does a lot of did all that work for us. So if you go to coachstonefootball.com and click on back to the basics drill manuals, uh it will help. He has drills. You'll never have to look up another drill again. Um he's got plenty of books on absolutely everything you're looking for. And it can be ran at any level. So coachstonefootball.com and click on back to the basic drill manuals. Uh thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. The um, podcast is going to start flipping back and forth. We're going to talk about college football. We're going to do a bunch of things. I want to get coaches on here to talk ball. This one's going to be geared towards coaches, you know, because, you know, I am a coach. Um, you know, we're going to talk about why coaches are leaving the profession, and I'm going to kind of gear towards high school. We might talk about the college, but talking about just coaches leaving because of some things I'm seeing and noticed and what I'm hearing. In the education world and in coaching world, people are leaving. Um, I have been fortunate enough to be coaching 13, 14 years now. Um, Been doing it since I was 18, 19 years old. And so I've been very fortunate enough to coach. And I want to say that I think that I was, you know, regardless of religion, I think I was put on this earth to be a coach. I knew I wanted to coach since I was 15 years old. Um, I saw how my high school football coach was. And I just loved sports. I was a shy kid. And sports helped me come out of my shell. I made friends. And so, sports, not just football, but sports. You know, I played baseball when I was a kid. I played baseball in high school up to a point. Um, I did football in high school. I did basketball my entire life. Um, still play basketball to this day from time to time. So, just sports in general. So, I just want people to know kind of that about me. And, you know, coaching 13, 14 years, been doing it since I was young. Um, I don't see me stopping because even some of the things I complain about or go through, how lucky are we as coaches to put on a headset or to put on a hat, even put on a whistle, go out there. Um, If you work in the education field and you get to coach to be like, hey, I'm putting in the work during school and then I'm putting extra work to help out kids on the field, on the court, Um, anything, you know, stuff like that. I love it. You know, I'll complain about things. You know, I don't like being hot. So in the summer when I'm sweating, I'll complain about that and complain about things at work. But that's just a part of it. Um, you know, I know we're not going to want to be at practice every single day, even though that are, all of us that are football junkies, we're not going to want to be there every day. It's just a part of it. Um, but I just wanted to put that out there. I don't see me doing anything else. I know there might come a point where I'm going to be done. Um, whether that's next year, whether that's 10 years from now, 20 years from now, there's going to be a point where I'm done. And I really hope that when I decide that I'm done, it's because of me or it's because for some reason I just don't love the game anymore. Um, so hopefully that's kind of the reason. I hope, as bad as that sounds. But let's talk about maybe why... Coaches are leaving. I personally have seen in the state of Illinois coaches leaving. At first, it was last year during COVID year and, you know, the season after COVID, kind of leaving left and right. But there was a point in the state where you saw a lot of head coaching opportunities opening up throughout the state. You saw it during COVID and you saw it that summer because Illinois, they compacted pretty much every single sport between the beginning, end of January, beginning of February until June. They compacted all three seasons except for a handful of sports. that got to go in the fall, like tennis got to go, I believe cross country and another sport got to go, but all the rest didn't. And they had to compact them within five to six months. And, I coached all three sports, so I went from coaching basketball to football to track, and so I did all three back to back to back. And, so, and I, there was one time where I did all three in one day, like a practice or something. Um, so I saw an alarming. I don't know if it was an alarming, right? But then because of the pot, this podcast, I've got to talk to coaches all over the country. I believe someone told me there was like a thousand teaching jobs still open in te- Texas. Um you're seeing all over the place where people are posting for jobs. People are, you know, for football coaches and everything else. And where I really started to think about even more is, you know, f- from our place personally, we've had a couple coaches lose their teaching jobs or, you know, they're moving on whether it was lose a teaching job or whether it was, wasn't enough sections, you know, just just something and it's something out of our control. Um it happens. Um, uh, for, for Illinois, like when you see that in Illinois, um, and then for us, I know we had a couple guys move on. So we had a couple coaching positions to fill and it used to be, you asked a coach, like, do you know anybody that wants to come over and do this? <coughs> and it used to be, Oh yeah, let me text this guy, this guy, this guy. And now when they, when I got asked and other coaches got asked, you go, you thought about it and you're sitting there and you go. I don't know. And then we're reaching out to other coaches around the suburbs. And, hey, do you know anybody that's coaching? Do you have a volunteer that's coaching? We don't want to poach, but is there a guy that's volunteering? Maybe you want to see him get a position or whatever. And they say, no, like, we really don't have that. There's coaches out there still looking for coaches. So that's where I really started to hit me of why are people leaving? Um, Why are people not getting into coaching? And so these are just going to be thoughts that I have on this, and I want coaches out there to leave comments here um, to, you know, what their thoughts are, maybe where you guys are in your state or anything like that. But I think one reason why people have left coaching was COVID. I think that COVID did a lot to a lot of teams. It it didn't affect too many teams, you know, when you're looking at teams that compete to get into the deep of the playoffs or compete for that. Those type of teams, it didn't affect. Now, your average teams to teams that don't do that every year, it takes a while to build that up again. You know, you get this flux of talent, then there's a couple years you don't, like those type of schools. Um, Compacting all the sports together in a lot of states did not help coaches. They had to make decisions and not coach a sport because I know, oh, well, if you already coach three sports, you already do a back-to-back-to-back. Back. But in football, like you get a week off or so. Um, if you coach a, a winter sport, you you had that Christmas break where you get a couple of days off. In between basketball and the next one, you get a couple of days off. Um, then you get a summer off and everything else. But when all of a sudden, it was a, but you get time to plan. We're going drop of a hat and we're going to do all these sports it was a lot. So I think COVID had some had a lot to do with some of it. A lot of the older coaches were like, you know, this was a lot. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of stuff that took it out of me. We aged five more years. We're done. I understand that. But we're gonna talk about why coaches are leaving, and then it's gonna feed into why nobody's going into coaching, or maybe and I'm over exaggerating a little bit. I still think there's a lot of people going into coaching. I always promote it, but it's just some aren't. I think one of it is um times have changed and what i mean by times have changed is i think that you know it used to be yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am and kids didn't question things kids didn't you know do this and that when we all played we didn't question it kids now have a lot of questions now what i mean by this is they're not Some are going to be like question you like, well, this is stupid why we're doing this. But then some question you as to like, well, why are we running this? Why are we doing this? And I think back in the day, coaches really didn't have an answer. Some did. Again, this I'm just this is not calling anybody out. This is not doing whatever. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. Now, when a kid asks you a question or quote unquote questions it, you have to have an answer. You have to defend it. So that's why if you know exactly what you're running like from a football perspective inside and out, and you can answer it and say this is why, most kids are going to be quiet. They're going to be done. I think back in the day, if you questioned it, you just ran. And either coaches didn't have an answer, they feel like they didn't have to tell you an answer. Now, some kids are going to question you, and they're trying to be jerks about it, and you could quickly figure that out. I think that's a part of it. Um, I think in some places... You know, travel ball stuff. Um, You've got to deal with way more in the summer. You've got way more travel basketball, AAU stuff. You've got way more travel baseball. Like, for some reason, I coach baseball. I'm literally wearing a baseball thing now. But I'm the person that says, okay, I don't mind summer ball a little bit in June. But if you're playing football, I think that the next thing needs to be football. Why are you trying to play baseball into the summer? And then someone to play in the fall as well. I think there's just too much of that going on. And if I offend somebody, I apologize. Again, this is just from my experiences and what I see personally, visually, physically in front of me. Some places, especially people I talk to, travel baseball is not a problem. It's not a problem. I'm just telling you from what I'm seeing. I think that's an issue. I also think... Um, the pay is a big issue. Um, it depends on where you're at. Uh, I know in Illinois, there's certain places where your stipend may be $2,000, $3,000. So think about it. If you're coaching football and you're getting paid $2,000 in that first time that if you get paid every two weeks, the first one doesn't hit you till like September then from September to the end of October. So you get a thousand a month unless it starts at the end of August. So you get 1000 a month. Sounds pretty good. So during the season, sounds pretty cool. But then if you're doing weight room stuff in the winter, do you get paid for that? No. You're doing weightlifting stuff in the in the spring, you're getting paid for that? No. In the summer, do you get paid to do all the summer stuff? No. I mean, you might get paid a little bit from camp money or something like that, a fundraiser. But think about it. How many coaches do you have? Are they getting paid for that? that's something you got to think about and so if i explain it that way where oh that's cool you get a thousand for september and a thousand for october that's cool that's your mortgage you know maybe that's part of your mortgage and a car payment because you live with somebody else your spouse anything else oh that's pretty cool uh you have a chunk of change left over and you go to a nice dinner once a month or whatever it is it's pretty cool But when you think about football, if you're a varsity coach and you're coaching Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you have your game Friday, and then you're meeting on Saturday, and then you go home and you're watching film, you're trying to keep up with what the next trying to do, you're trying to find that edge, you know, everything else. (coughs) Is that $1,000 really worth it if you think about it? So if you practice for two hours, you sit around and talk to the coaches for 15 minutes to a half hour after, um, and then you go home and then just you personally like, man, I want to hop on and watch film. You know, I want to talk to this coach about this drill. Somebody that adds another hour onto it. So right there, you're at three and a half hours, you know, so, you know, three, six, nine, twelve 12 hours right there. You're at another half hour, so You're getting up to, you know, 15 hours and then you got the game. And then Tuesday, you've got to meet with the coaches and the players and talk about film. And everything. Not everybody's got their own way. I'm just talking, talking about like when you do the most. So, you know, you're looking at like, you know, a couple dollars an hour if you compare it that way. Just during the season, now you combine all of it, it's pennies on the dot. Like you're only making pennies. So that part really drives that away a little bit is when you really look at the pay if you want to continue to be competitive. Some schools in Illinois might, as an assistant coach, when you move on up, <coughs> as an assistant, at one point you might make seven grand. Which is crazy. So if you think about it. Between the end of August. Beginning of September. To the end of October. Into November. Because they probably pay you into November. You split that $7,000 up. That's pretty good money. So that's where you. That's where some can stay enticed. But it, but then it goes into. Um, the winter. And the spring. And the summer. What do you get paid? So that's part of it. And then going into this payment. Is it worth it? And that's why you see, multi, that's why I do three sports. Get paid for that, you get paid for the next one, you get paid for the next one. And then you try to sneak in to help out the other sports. So if you're in basketball season, you try to sneak in to help football lifts. If you're in baseball, you try to sneak in to help basketball stuff or football stuff. Um, I think that's part of it. I do think time. I think COVID mixed in with this is all the time we spend at home, coaches realized how much time they can spend at home, not the stressor, not getting gray hairs, your, your time with your family. And quickly realized the time. And what I mean by this is people have their own way in the season. In the season, I know people that may have an hour and 45 minute practice. They don't meet on the weekends. You know, they're they're doing stuff on Google Docs, which is fantastic. Maybe they can hop on a Zoom for 30 minutes. Like it's it's great. But what about the weight room stuff? You have to do stuff in the summer for basketball, baseball, and football, like all that stuff. You have to do stuff in the summer. So the time. To some people, it's easy. Like for me, yeah, I would love to go on all these vacations and stuff in the summer, but I love helping these kids. So in the summer, it's sports. There is no summer vacation. It's just all sports. Like next week, we're going to start summer basketball, and then we've got weightlifting, and then we're going to get into football, and there's summer baseball, so that type of stuff. I think that was a big part of it is time. I also think the way football keeps evolving and... You know, you're in high school, you can't recruit the kids. Maybe you keep your offense the same, but you're always tweaking. You're going to clinics, you're doing this. So I think the amount of knowledge you have to get, the amount to stay on top, the amount of stuff you have to do. Some coaches have been doing it for a while. Maybe it got to a point where you're like, you know what, why do I keep having to do this? I'm putting this time in. I keep having to relearn things. And it gets to a point where they don't want to learn anymore. And then they get done. Like I said, when I want to stop learning, when I stop having fun, it's going to be done. <clears throat> I apologize for the coughing or whatever. I have this these allergies in Illinois. is kicking my butt on a side note. A uh, negative test, but it's just kicking my butt. You know, we went from 40 degrees all the way up to 90 degrees, and we went back down to 50, and then we went up to 80, and then back down to 60. So it's just kicking my butt. That's a part of it. Um, I also think... Um, they don't want to, you know, going back to time, people don't want to give all that time up anymore. That's part of it. And then I don't know if the other part of this can't finding coaches is people don't want to go into coaching. Um, and what I mean by that is again, they go back to money, When we all start coaching. We have to volunteer. If you get a paid coaching spot, your first time coaching, like at a high school, you're lucky. You are one lucky person because it doesn't always happen. I volunteered for many seasons. A lot of people out there that listen to this or I've talked to, they volunteered. People that go right into coaching out of college or right out of high school, they want to be paid, (coughs) which is awesome. But that's not how it works. Even though it's who you know, not what you know all the time, which I'll get to that part in a second, I think people don't get into coaching because they want to be paid right away. And when they get told They have to volunteer when they get told they're the ones that have to set up the video equipment when they're told they're the ones that are going to have to paint the field because you have to earn your stripes, even though we're all going to turf. But (coughs) the ones that still have grass, they have to do that setting up the video stuff. You're setting up the drills and practice. You got to earn your stripes to learn. They don't want to do it because people that come out of high school or out of college that that see, I recommend if you want to coach and you know, you want to coach, and you're not playing a sport in college or, or if you don't go to college and you're just working, you need to coach right away. And you, you have to be okay with volunteering. I've said that many of times, either on here or on other people's podcasts. I've said that. You have to be comfortable with volunteering. So figure out a way to make sure that it's going to work for you. And what I mean by going to work for you, are you living at home? Are you working and living at home? Cool, maybe you can figure out. How to coach. Are you going to college and there's a school around that you could volunteer at? Cool. So then that way when you are out of college or after a year or two of doing it after out of high school, you maybe can get paid, but that first time ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen and you're going to have to do the dirty work. I don't think people want to do that no more so they don't want to do it. I also think, because I know where my mindset was when I wanted to coach was varsity, varsity, varsity. It's cool to have the headset. Um, basketball, it's cool to be on the bench for varsity. Um, all that stuff. <clears throat> no, you You know, I lucked out and started helping out, and I got mainly put on JV, varsity stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm t- and this is for football, but I'm going to tell you right now. I coach middle school basketball to work my way up. Um, baseball was the first time I coached high school baseball. This year was freshman. Never coached freshman team before, ever. I, I literally have done only middle school, JV, or sophomore level varsity. Never coach freshman till freshman baseball. This next year, I'm going to be coaching freshman basketball. So you're going to have to do those type of things. You're going to have to do all that. And I don't think people going into coaching want to do that. Um, And I don't think people want to go to the education system anymore. I think a lot of behind the scenes stuff in certain educations, that's why you see a lot of administrators frustrated. I think you see a lot of people in district offices frustrated. You're seeing teachers frustrated. You're seeing staff members frustrated. Do I have info on that? No. But there are things that go on (coughs) that don't protect district office employees all the time, that don't protect teachers all the time, that don't protect staff members and administration. And so... I think that's another part of it is you don't see people going into teaching anymore. they rather go do something else because they don't want to deal with X, Y, and Z or ABC. And so we've got to figure out how to get people in the education world. But I also think you don't have to be in the education world to coach. Some people want you to. I think you don't necessarily need to do that. Some of the best coaches I've been around, worked for, seen necessarily don't aren't teachers or staff members. They have their own job or their own business and they're able to coach. They're some of the best coaches. Um, I also think some that are in the education system, they like working during the day and then whatever they do outside is from the comfort of zoom or the comfort of their office, just have conversations to do all that extra work coaching. They just don't want to do. Maybe they make enough money teaching or whatever and they don't need to go coach and do all that extra stuff. I think that's another re- part of it. Um, it's all accumulation of stuff that's coming down on this coaching profession. It's going to be very interesting to see how it looks in a couple of years with coaching and education. And so we all talk to we all talk about football being under attack. I think coaching is in trouble. Um, a lot of us have to coach multiple sports, and so how do we get people back into coaching? How do we help keep people in coaching? How do we promote coaching to get people interested in it? And I know for me personally, we try to coach kids the way you want to be coached. Um, do I get on them a lot? Yeah, I get, you know, you'll know you get on them a lot. Um, but the older I get, the more I'm not as like that. Um, you try to keep it away to have it fun. And I also tell kids, what do you want to do in your life? And if some say they love the sport, but they don't know if they can play in college. I talk about coaching. So I always plant that seed and put that in their mind. And I think all of us need to start doing that in a normal school. I mean, just because they play baseball doesn't mean they don't have to be a football coach later on in life. They could coach youth and find out they love it. Um, you've seen like Mike Leach that didn't coach football, and now look what he's done at the college level. So I think that can be done. But I think we have to bring awareness to this education thing. Of why people aren't teaching anymore, going into teaching and everything else, I can tell you why. In Illinois, they made it very difficult to be a teacher. But in your in your states, um, I also think we need to bring awareness to why coaches are leaving. I think we need to bring some awareness to keeping coaches and promoting it because it's the, one of the greatest things to do. Um, but I am going to tell you this: it's hard work. If you want to, you know, to stay competitive, it is hard work. Um, especially in high school. You are going to have to change the things you do in high school because you can't recruit. You're going to get what you get. So a lot of places are lucky that they don't have to. But one year, like in football, you might be a heavy gap scheme team, and you come in and you go, man, can't do this, so we can run a little bit of gap scheme, but we're going to have to add <clears throat> some zone. Okay, cool. One's going to come in and, you know, you'd, like I've talked about, you don't want to change everything. But you're going to have to tweak some things. You have to change some things. Keep your identity, but you have to tweak some things. Um, you got a quarterback that can sling it. Maybe you got to throw the ball more than six times a game. You know, Stuff like that. And so to do that, you got to stay on top. You're always working. Um, it takes a lot. And if you're a multi-sport coach, it takes even more time. You, can, you can't do it all at once. Um, so why are coaches leaving the profession? I, it's going to come down to time. It's going to come down to whatever they whatever job they have today do they not love education anymore uh you know family time take you know realize the pay so all this stuff and we've all got to come together and support each other and figure out a way to keep coaches get people out to coach um it's the one of the greatest professions but a lot's happening with the coaching world that we've got to support each other and help fix uh and I, I, how do we do that? I don't know. Um, I also think fans got to be easier on coaches because they get a lot of pressure. Why does somebody want to go make two thousand dollars, get yelled at and screamed at, and be, you know all the, all the time? Um, even seven thousand, like why would somebody want to do that week in and week out? And you know it's a thankless job a lot of the times. You're going to put up with a lot of BS. You're going to have to put up with extra hours of you know there's fundraising, they're setting things up. There's putting things on, there's putting up camps, there's putting out workouts. like a lot of stuff goes into it. So that's part of it too, is why, why, why make the little money and taking time away from your family to get, you know, yelled at and, and this and that and get disrespected, you know. Um, professional athletes talk about this all the time and coach up all the time. What if you go into somebody's office, like a cubicle, as a coach or a professional player and criticize them for what they do? You know, so they're, you know, it's part of what you signed up for too. You know, it's a very public thing and, you know, taxes pay for a lot of the stipends. And so they're paying those taxes, professionals, you know, people pay for the tickets and the stuff and, you know, ads. So they, you know, it's very open and public and, you know, they're going to say things to you. Um, so a lot of that. And then to move on from why are coaches leaving people, coaches, Fans, parents, please start being nice to the refs and to the umpires. Speaking in Illinois, we are having a ref and umpire problem. COVID was a part of it, but it was heading in that direction anyway. Coaching freshman baseball this year, there was probably five to eight games personally where we did not have an umpire, and either we don't have the game or that we have to coach or we have to umpire it. What do you mean you have to umpire it? So when my pitcher's pitching, I'm standing behind the mound having to call balls and strikes and call everything. And then when the other coach's pitcher's on there, he does the same thing. (laughs) It's not, I mean, you're glad the kids get to play, but ultimately it's way better with an umpire there because it is hard to do that from back there. So on top of coaches leaving, we're having an umpire ref problem. I'm assuming all over the country, but in Illinois specifically. Games got canceled this year because there wasn't enough umpires in baseball. We had to do the likes of that. and football, we are now having to <coughs> shuffle games around. Games are going to start getting moved from Friday night to Thursday night because some refs are going to start saying they don't want to do it on a Friday night. They want to do it on a Thursday night. Or it's going to be on a Saturday morning. Um, some refs aren't doing back-to-back anymore. So instead of doing it back-to-back like you used to, you may have to schedule it this day. Well, now instead of playing the games on certain days, like, so stuff's happening. Basketball, sometimes in varsity games, you're supposed to have three refs. Sometimes there was two. Um, some were canceled because of refs and everything else. And it's not getting better. They've been trying to recruit them left and right. Because coaches yell at them like crazy. Parents yell at them like crazy. Because let me ask you this. Because we're talking about coaches getting paid a few thousand dollars. If you're a ref, umpire, whatever. And I'm going to lowball it here. If you're a low-level ref you get paid like $65 or $70. Do you really want that $75 or $70 for two hours or so to have coaches yelling at you, a player to yell at you, for parents saying you suck or do this or do that? No. And parents are crazy at the youth level because that's kind of where it starts, right? People maybe umpire, ref, little kid stuff, and then they move up. Maybe sometimes they start freshman. But when you see parents yelling at refs, belittling them, tell them how dumb they are or they suck... Would you want to do that, especially there? Maybe you're doing it for free, maybe it's ten bucks, maybe it's a Gatorade. Do you really want to do that? Now am I innocent in all this? No, I've gotten into arguments, I guess, with never with a baseball umpire. I, I'm very nice to them not once. Not once. They have a tough job. Yes, I sometimes get on it with football or basketball, but very rarely um i think a part of umpiring and refing is you are going to have to have disagreements slash arguments with coaches or disagreements with coaches and i think that part of it that they just have to accept whether really, they get paid 70 bucks 80 bucks 90 bucks whatever it is that's a part of what they sign up for because coaches are going to question it. coaches are going to have different opinions but i think us as coaches have to take a step back and not always not always um argue, debate, give them the looks. Once in a while during a game, yeah, pull them over and have a conversation. I think we have to take a step back and not yell at them or have these conversations or not yell at them and have these disagreements and arguments, the disagreements leading to arguments. So coaches, I think we can control that very easily. But the parents, the parents and fans need to stop yelling at the refs. Just, Just stop. Okay, I understand maybe you're frustrated with a call, frustrated with what you're seeing. You think differently. You think this or that. But the problem is, you're disagreeing or you're being mad and you yelling at them is causing refs and umpires to not want to do this anymore. They do it because maybe they wanted to be a coach, but they don't want to be a teacher. So it's hard for them to coach because their job, they don't leave till four o'clock. Or 5 o'clock so they can't get to practice. So they love baseball. They love basketball. They love um, football. They love soccer. Softball. Volleyball. So the only way they can stay in the game. And help out a little bit. Is umpire or ref. That's their way to do it. And if they do it 3 times a week. And they make 70 bucks, That's over $200 a week. And that. Is a car payment that one week. Then the next week, oh, this pays for my utilities. And then the next week, oh, this helps me with gas. And then the next week, that's my money. Like that type of stuff. And if you're a varsity, depending on where you're at, maybe it's 80 bucks or 100 bucks. So you do it twice a week or three times a week and you get, you know, whatever. Maybe you do two back-to-back games and you get paid double or something like that. So it's just a little side hustle to stay involved in the game. So they do it. Mostly, most of them, because I've met a lot of good refs and umpires, they mainly do it because they want to be around the game. They want to help the kids, and they just can't coach. Maybe that's kind of where it's going. But when us as coaches go a little too far, no matter what it is. Got frustrated with a lot of football refs this year for stupid things. Stupid things. So some refs bring it on themselves, and they need to take a step back and say, maybe we shouldn't do this to ourselves. But us as coaches need to take a step back and take a deep breath and not yell at them. But fans, parents, quit getting on these guys, especially in youth stuff. We need these guys to stay around. We need them to umpire. We need them to ref to help them. Because without them, there isn't going to be sports. There's not going to be your travel ball. There's not going to be AAU basketball. There's not going to be the high school stuff. I'm telling you right now, to have five to eight freshman games with no umpire, and then next year it could be worse. Could be worse. Football, luckily, I coach varsity, so they'll always take care of the varsity sports. But what if there's only one football ref one day or one, you know, the day of? Well, this team's not going to have refs, so we can't do it. Or you have to change the time. They can be there at 2 in the afternoon instead of 10 a.m. for a Saturday game for, like, freshmen. It's going to start happening. They're gonna start canceling games. And then it's going to be... There's going to be none left. Parents and coaches... We have to be nice to the umpires and refs no matter what. No matter what. reevaluate before these seasons start back up. Take the summer. You know, when you're doing summer basketball or summer football and there's a ref, this is the time to, to, okay, I can do this when the season starts. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to do anything. We have to save the coaching profession and we have to save the ref umpire officials profession. Both are in trouble. Both are in trouble. Um, Thank you guys for watching and listening. Again, like and subscribe. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Uh, Please rate it on Apple or iTunes, whichever one. Um, It goes a long way to rate it and and leave a review. Um, Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Um, Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Go coach, go be an official, um, all that good stuff. Uh, Thank you guys for watching and listening, and I will see you next time.